Broadcasting to New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Sydney, London, and around the world, this is Trumpet Radio Live. Thanks for joining us on Trumpet Radio on 101.3 KPCG on this Monday. It's President's Day. We're online at kpcg.fm. We have a live link at thetrumpet.com. Coming up on today's program, a look at some very interesting headlines, including some of the back and forth between uh, Would You Be Surprised athletes and some in the more conservative media. We have a look at that, and it comes down to one simple thing, speaking the truth. Who is telling the truth in these situations? We'll take a look at that and more coming up in this edition of Trumpet Radio Live. This is Trumpet Radio Live. Thanks for joining us here on Trumpet Radio Live on 101.3 KPCG, and we're online at kpcg.fm as well. Dwight Falk at Grant Turgeon with you here today on this Monday, which here in Edmond, Oklahoma City, is uh, quite a nice Monday. It's going to be in the 70s today. Chance for a little bit of rain. We got just a touch of rain over the weekend, which was nice. Every little bit helps because we are, we are dry. We're so dry that we have a um, seven-acre lake just outside the... Uh, studio here and uh, it's dropped down a bit and the other day i was taking a, a peruse by the lake and all the turtles were just hanging out on the <laughs> where the water used to be they still have water to go into but there was a lot of turtles just uh, sunning themselves out there yeah it's funny when you when you walk around there and a lot of them you don't even see them until they kind of panic that you're near them and then they jump back into the water uh and then when you walk around there too you can also see all the different levels of where the water's been until it gets higher again and covers that all up so it's pretty obvious anytime that the water is diminishing it's drip it's uh, dropping down there so but we had a little bit and hopefully we get a little more this week uh we, we've had a pretty dry winter so lots of uh, interesting things going on in the news of course uh, sporting events and so forth the olympics continue to go on u.s not doing so great not getting as many medals as maybe we thought we would. And uh, NBC's uh, ratings are down a bit, I guess. The coverage is so-so. Um, I don't know how people are responding to their social pushing of uh, their social changes during the Olympics. I don't like it, of course, but I'm not sure how the general populace feels. Um, and then they've made some mistakes even just in, in saying somebody won a medal and then there was still a lot of participants to go. They said, oh, they won the gold medal, and there were still other participants, and somebody came and won and beat them. So they got that mixed up. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure it's hard. I'm not trying to be the critic here, but um, it seems like it's not been going great for NBC. Right. It has been uh, a little bit ambiguous at times who has won different events. I've been kind of confused a couple times because they don't, they're not, they haven't been that clear about how many heats there are, how many people are left in the event. Um, and it's almost like, oh, well, this person temporarily has the highest score, so of course they won the gold, which is obviously right. not the case until everyone else is done. So that that's been a little bit confusing. And then they have uh, some commentators who I just don't don't enjoy too much. Uh, they they hired uh, Adam Rippon after he got eliminated from the I, the figure skating competition, and he's publicly denied and uh, a, a visit request from Vice President Mike Pence. So it's like. Anyone who speaks out in that way gets rewarded. That's that's kind of strange too. Yeah, I think actually the latest I saw was that he refused their job offer. 
So, oh, he did? Yeah, so they wow. offered him, and he said no for whatever reason. So <laughs> they've been rejected by everybody. I, I, There is a new, I think, a new job that'll be coming up that could be quite lucrative. If somebody could figure out a way to make women's uh, figure skating costumes that don't fall apart during performances, you could make a ton of money. <laughs> There's been at least two. And you feel bad for the people because it's how are you supposed to complete your performance when you're hoping your your clothing wow. stays on? Um, I mean, in fairness, maybe if they had a little more on to start with, they'd be better off. But <laughs> exactly. that's happened at least twice. So and cost people medal opportunities anyway. Wow, I didn't see that. I I definitely noticed that uh, those those uh, figure skaters are not wearing the most clothing. I just di- thankfully didn't see them. Uh, losing the clothing. Yeah, they they held it on, but there was one they were doing ice dancing Sunday night, and and one of the ladies had a problem. It, it didn't, thankfully, it did become a huge issue, other than distraction for her and cost them a chance to win. So, anyway, that that might be a lucrative <laughs> job for somebody if you can figure out how to keep those uh, uh, outfits from disintegrating. <laughs> uh, over the weekend, one of the big movie everyone's uh, talking about, Black Panther goes wild. It says this is from Deadline. Second best Sunday, 59 plus million, three days, 201 million plus, four day to shred Jurassic World and possibly Last Jedi. So they're thinking this is going to be a massive, massive movie coming out. Uh, lot, lots of uh, talk about Black Panther. I guess um, technically it's very well done, uh, an exciting superhero movie. But there's a lot more to it than just superheroes. There's, there's quite a uh, racial component that's coming out too. Right, a lot of people who uh, either want to go see it or are trying to be respectful of others who are going to see it have been very political in the way that they've uh, said things. Uh, there, what I'm referring to is there was one, I, I guess, white actress who said, "You know, when is the best time for me as a white person to go to the theater? I don't want to ruin all the black joy that's in the theater, so maybe I should wait a certain amount of days." Is is the second weekend that it's out? Uh, wow soon enough or late enough or should i wait longer than that i mean it's just just uh why can't people watch a movie together regardless yeah. of race it's becoming highly politicized i remember seeing the preview for it like a year ago and i didn't think anything of it other than oh that you know it's another superhero movie i didn't realize there was all this politics in it but time magazine they have a big feature it's a cover story uh from i guess a, a week ago about this movie, and they were talking about this movie, and they and, and uh, it says after the Obama era, perhaps none of this should feel groundbreaking with this movie, but it does. In the midst of a regressive cultural and political movement, fueled in part by the white nativist movement, the very existence of Black Panther feels like resistance. I didn't I didn't get that from just the general previews, but that's what Time Magazine is saying. So I have a few quotes from them, but. <laughs> But whether it's supposed to be political or not, they're definitely making it that way. So this is getting to be quite a, maybe a controversial film in some ways. It's a real shame, too, because it does look like an outstanding movie. Uh, The premise is definitely extremely unique, uh, something that probably a lot of people would enjoy watching. But you have to be extremely skilled at compartmentalizing and maybe enjoying the movie for what it is and not... Uh, necessarily taking too much away from the opinions of all these people who are trying to politicize it. It's uh, very, very much being politicized. Uh, this Time Magazine write-up goes on to talk about Stokely Carmichael, who was a uh, an activist. He was uh, speaking in, I guess it was 1966, and he was talking about uh, black power. And he said that we need, uh, the blacks, that is, need to take over. He said, uh, and then they say Black Panther was born in the civil rights era and he reflected the politics of that time. 
The month after Carmichael's Black Power declaration, the character debuted in Marvel Comics' Fantastic Four number 52. Supernatural strength and agility were his main features, but a genius intellect was his best attribute. Black Panther wasn't an alter ego. It was the formal uh, title for T'Challa, King of uh, Wakanda, a fictional African nation that, thanks to its exclusive hold on the sound-absorbent metal vibranium, had become the most technologically advanced nation in the world. I think it's important when talking about this to remember this is a made-up story. <laughs> this is like Incredible Hulk. I mean, it's, it's just fantasy. But anyway, people are latching onto it. They say the revolutionary thing, this is Time Magazine, the revolutionary thing about Black Panther is that it envisions a world not devoid of racism, but one in which black people have the wealth, technology, and military might to level the playing field. A scenario applicable not only to the predominantly white landscape of Hollywood, but more important, to the world at large. So they're saying, look, we're not talking about getting rid of uh, racism here. We're talking about leveling the playing field. That that's that is that's divisive, <laughs> to say the least. As if the solution to racism is to be racist right back. That's what they're saying. And the thing is, I personally don't have a problem, and probably a lot of people don't, with the concept of an African nation staying true to its culture, protecting its beliefs and value systems. That's what the movie portrays. Yet, if President Trump is doing the same things in this country. Apparently, that's a horrible thing. And one of the things that was almost just hilarious to me was all the similarities between King T'Challa in the movie and President Trump. Uh, a few, uh, Several outlets, even those that are leftist-leaning, have actually pointed out all these different similarities. Uh, King T'Challa is anti-refugee, isolationist, pro-wall, for trade restrictions, he's nationalistic, and he's a traditionalist. And yet the left is going wild about it. Right. Why, why is it that only in a different place outside of America, those traits are all fine, and if you do it here, that's when it becomes a problem? Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Uh, I, mean, I haven't seen the film, so it's interesting that they've watched it and pointed out those those uh, similarities. And those people, again, that's people from the left and the right pointing out all of those similarities that apparently liberals love when they see it in the movie well you just see that in terms of uh you look at other nations of the world uh they're very much that way you know russia's china nations like that they're not real big on letting just everybody come in or certainly they don't let people uh change the culture and yet nobody bats an eye at it but in america there's a problem there, and of course, you really have to get back to the booklet America Under Attack to see that th- there is an attack happening in the in this country. And and this so this movie is being very politicized. The Hill has a write-up, and it says, Black voter registration effort launched at Black Panther screenings. Members of the Electoral Justice Project, that sounds pretty nice, but they're an offshoot of the uh, Black Li- Movement for Black Lives, are seeking to motivate black voters and increase political engagement with the hashtag Wakanda the Vote campaign, the website uh, Blavity reported. What does that even mean? I don't know. Nobody knows. I guess it's like a takeoff on Rock the Vote from years ago. Wakanda the Vote. <laughs> Wakanda is a fictional African nation featured in the long-anticipated Marvel film Black Panther. So basically, they say they want to take every opportunity to engage the communities, the black communities, in the conversation of electoral justice. Uh, which party do you suppose they're going to vote for? <laughs> It's it's not too much of a mystery, despite all the similarities I just pointed out. Uh, it seems like people are going to 
lean toward the Democratic Party when they vote. It's amazing how they couple a movie with voter registration as if those two things should have any connection to each other. Yeah, it's like now it's become a propaganda film in some ways for the Democrat Party. And, you know, if people want to get more involved in politics in this nation, and that's their choice, um, I, you know, that's their right to do so. But do you, can you only vote for one party? I mean, because that's the push here. How is that different from from a Russia where Putin gets 100% of the votes all the time? <laughs> you know, you, you can talk about freedom of choice and all that, but if all the propaganda is pushing people one way, you know, I, I would think as an individual people would say, well, I'm going to make up my own mind on this. I'm not just going to go with the, you know, where I'm supposed to go with the movement here. Can I make my own choice on these things? Exactly. And that issue of cultural preservation that comes up in the movie, uh, that's been even praised by uh, a writer from Breitbart who, who gave a review, and he said it's it's great that any nation would put its own people first and try to preserve what it has above letting other people uh, take that away. Uh, yet why can't that same standard apply anywhere else? It applies in fictional Wakanda. It applies anywhere in Africa or Asia or the Middle East or South America, but it doesn't usually apply in Europe and America. Why, why is that? Yeah, it's really interesting, and uh, this, it, so it's it's becoming divisive on some level, and uh, but by all accounts, a lot of people are going to see it. That's why the only superhero superhero that works is Incredible Hulk. <laughs> He's green. Everybody can agree on the Hulk. We haven't imagined a green race yet. We haven't felt like people can be green yet, so that actually works. It's also interesting to point out uh, how. Uh, if you look at the actual fruits of President Trump's administration, it has helped black people a lot. I mean, we're specifically talking about, uh, I guess, the black race right now. But he's had four for four and quarters of 3% gross domestic product growth. That helps everyone. That helps all races, all people in this country. Um, open borders hurt black people the most statistically because mo the most people uh, – who are losing their jobs when illegals come in and take those jobs are black people. Uh, so for him to be strong on a wall also helps them. So why can't we focus on the actual fruits, the tangible evidence that he's trying to help everybody in the country instead of just putting out all this hateful propaganda and forcing people to vote for Democrats? It's really, uh, it's really divisive. It's a shame. And uh, it's talked about a little bit on the Trump daily today, just with how with this Russia scandal, <clears throat> it's just about dividing the U S and so, I mean, I we're all Americans first, right? I mean, if we live in, in the U.S., I know we have listeners that aren't in the U.S., but just talking about the United States, uh, we're all Americans supposedly first, and that's something that I think people have talked about over the years. But now we see everything starting to break down among lines, and I, I would just hope that people would stop and think, well, who's the divider? I mean, who divides people? Does God divide people or does Satan do that? <laughs> And the people that have the loudest voices in the media, are they trying to unite or are they trying to divide? I hope people would individually think about those things. There is a constant push to just uh, point out people's differences. And in a lot of cases, those differences are irrelevant, but it still stirs people up uh, and gets people upset. Whenever you point out the primary difference being race, that's actually one of the most trivial differences that we could possibly have. It's the difference in skin color that we were born with. Uh, what about issues of, I don't know, gun control? People are talking about that a lot. That's That's been proven to be a, a problem with 
the human mind. Uh, those those are issues that we should be focusing on instead of looking at something that no one can control at all. Yeah, the race. Absolutely, looking more at the mind and what we're doing with our minds and how we're thinking. There's a, another story uh, from the Wall Street Journal. I just thought this was interesting. We related to a trumpet brief from last week. <clears throat> it says, Russian curler fails drug test. Authorities explore sabotage possibility. A Russian curler and medalist at the Winter Games has failed a preliminary doping test. A person familiar with the matter said on Monday, a potential setback for Russia's efforts to bounce back from a huge doping scandal. Uh, the Russian gentleman, who has a very long name, won a bronze medal in mixed doubles with his wife last week, has tested positive for a high dose of meldon, uh, meldonium, a heart disease medication, because the dose detected in his urine samples was significantly higher than what would normally be uh, read for a person treated with the drug. Authorities are exploring the possibility that he was the victim of an act of sabotage. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe he's doping. The <laughs> Russians, after all, are known for doping. Yeah, they are. They've actually had uh, 41 Olympic medals stripped from them throughout Olympic history, which is four times more than any other nation ever. And uh, I also saw that the 1980 Moscow Games were nicknamed the Chemists Games because every person, every person in the Soviet Union uh, at, who won a medal for for that nation uh seemed to be like they like they were on drugs everyone thought that they were everyone was pretty much convinced that they were on drugs so they they nicknamed it the chemists games amazing the the trumpet last week had a trumpet brief by brad mcdonald fraternizing with evelyn pyeongchang and he said it's a similar story with russia the russians are excellent cheaters and have a notorious record for cheating at the olympics yet we treat them as respected participants Following the Sochi Winter Olympics in 2014, the head of Russia's anti-doping laboratory blew the whistle on the Russian government and its extensive doping program. He goes on to point out that it's not just, you know, a couple of people secretly doing it and trying to hide it. It was a government program. <laughs> he says, note this story isn't about, you know, this odd Russian athlete sitting alone, but it's, it's the whole country involved. It's about institutionalized doping. And yet, at the same time, everyone else allowed them to participate as the athletes from Russia. <laughs> and then even in this story, and I don't know what this guy did, you know, maybe this particular curler didn't do it. I don't know, but it's amazing how the media is so quick to say, well, you know, he might've been sabotaged. Yeah. But the nation they come from is, has an institutionalized program of cheating. <laughs> it just highlights the fact that uh, we just have an amazing uh, ability to just kind of ignore the very blatant <laughs> missteps of other nations. But, boy, we really look at each other in this country and are quick to point out flaws that don't even exist sometimes. That's a great point, just the, the double standard there, uh, where we, we hold people outside of America to a significantly lower standard than uh, people in this country. Uh, that's obviously not fair because we're all human beings first, and we should all have a similar level of moral conduct if we're to be respected. And obviously that's not happening. But President Vladimir Putin, why why wouldn't he do something like this? People are mostly going to see Russians winning Olympic medals. They're not going to notice as much when those same athletes get stripped. It's, it's the same thing as whenever you put out fake news as a media organization. Way more people are going to see the initial report than they do the retraction. Same thing here. Most people are going to watch the Olympics, see them win medals, and be either intimidated or in admiration of Russia because of its superior athletes. And they're not going to notice later on that, well, 
those same people have their medals stripped. Yeah, what was what's wrong with just telling Russia you're not going to be part of it? You know, exactly. You're not, you're not involved. Yeah. And North Korea, you know, you have no part in this because of your actions. But don't do that. Here's an interesting story for Yahoo.com. Hungarian leader calls Christianity Europe's last hope. So somebody's being pretty bold here and coming out. Viktor Orban said Sunday during his 20th annual State of the Nation speech that his government will oppose efforts by the United Nations or the European Union to make migration acceptable to the world. He wants to shut the door on uh, is, uh, Muslims coming into the country. Well, even if you look at Black Panther again, it's totally acceptable for their leader to keep out cultures that would be at war with them. Uh, and yet all these Europe nation, European nations can't do the same thing. Islam has been described as a, a soft invasion of the West, and that's even by refugees and, and fellow Muslims have been saying that. It's another way of pillaging and conquering these nations that historically they have always hated mainly because of their Christian beliefs, and they're on the warpath. We don't even seem to realize that. Yeah, Viktor Orban is calling them out. He, that's Hungary's prime minister, of course. He said Christianity is Europe's last hope. Uh, he told that to politicians in Brussels and Berlin, and uh, he said um, uh, favoring migration has opened, quote, the way to the decline of Christian culture and the advance of Islam, he conjured the image of a Western Europe overtaken by Muslims, saying that, quote, born Germans are being forced back from most large German cities as migrants always occupy big cities first. Orban claimed that Islam would soon, quote, knock on Central Europe's door from the West as well as the South. The king of the South that you need to pay attention to. Orban will seek a third consecutive term in an April election. So pretty bold statement there. Uh, the rhetoric is getting pretty uh, pretty hot, pretty direct uh, in Europe. Uh, king of the North, King of the South, they're starting to uh, butt heads. And for that leader, Viktor Orban, it's really as simple as seeing what has happened in these other nations like Germany, Sweden, France, that have just let everyone who feels like it come in, Britain as well. They, I mean, their capital is called Londonistan now because of how many uh, Arabs walk the streets and how many different places you can't go anymore because they're allowed to enforce Sharia law within individual neighborhoods sometimes. Uh, that's, that is not a way to preserve a nation, to have these pockets of people that hate everything you stand for in your midst. And Islam's often called a religion of peace, but there's a couple historical notes here. Muhammad actually led a raid... Uh, against a Meccan caravan. So these are people making the pilgrimage to Mecca, presumably. These are Muslims. And he, he killed 70 of them just to take treasure. And and for thousands of years, even before the Crusades, they were repeatedly raiding Palestine and other areas around there. Those were holy wars before holy wars were even given a name. Uh, so is that a religion of peace, even when the founder himself is murdering fellow Muslims or believers because they're making the pilgrimage to Mecca? It's uh, it's uh, something that people know. I mean, if you're thinking, you know that obviously there's there's violence and it happens to follow around those people that are, are uh, coming into these nations, these uh, immigrants. And um, now Europe's finally, some, at least in Europe, in this case, Viktor Orban, just calling it out for what it is. And uh, while the U.S. is sitting here having this uh, internal conversation and struggle about multiculturalism, some of these other nations that are a little more clear-headed are realizing that there is a, uh, there's a war that's forming. 
and they're, they're going to take some action. And, and the Bible says that they will take action. So it is interesting. You couldn't say that in the United States <laughs> and be elected anyway. But over there in Europe, there's uh, people that are listening to those things. Exactly. And, and surely a lot of people will still call him a racist and they'll slander him in a lot of different ways, too. But certain leaders don't care about that. It even seems like our current president doesn't care much about that either. Uh, and you have to be thick skinned to be a leader who makes unpopular decisions for the good of the people. And Victor Orban is exactly right in that case. He obviously has some other issues. He's he's a bit too authoritative and and some other things. But in this in this instance, he's absolutely right. He's just acknowledging a, a plain and clear fact. And of course, he'll be slandered for it. Yeah. Here's another story. One last one today. This is this is really interesting. I think it's something to take note of. It's from the L.A. Times. It says fake videos are on the rise as they become more realistic. Seeing shouldn't always be believing. So we live in this era of fake news, right? And there is a lot of headlines out there that are misleading at best. But now it's it's creeping down into videos. They say all it takes is a single selfie. So, you know, if you take a picture of yourself on your phone and that's available to somebody on the Internet. They say from that static image, an algorithm can quickly create a moving lifelike avatar. A video not recorded, but fabricated from whole cloth by software. So, in other words, it's just this uh, rendering, this animation. But they put your face on it, and it looks pretty good, so, depending on how your face looks, I guess. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> so, uh, But it looks lifelike. So they're able to uh, make people do things that they really didn't do. With more time, Pinscream, the Los Angeles startup behind the technology, believes its renderings will become so accurate they will defy reality. You won't be able to tell, the founder uh, says. So they say, now imagine a phony video of North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un announcing a missile strike. The White House would have mere minutes to determine whether the clip was genuine and whether it warranted a retaliatory strike. Very dangerous. Yeah, and my main question is, why does this technology have to exist? Why is it so important to be able to Photoshop people's heads on top of other people's bodies and make it look like they're doing things they're not? Uh, possibly the creators of this technology haven't considered the possible ramifications of something like that. Uh, like you said, I mean, these are the types of uh, scandals that could bring down a nation. They, they could stir up so much controversy over absolutely nothing. Like this article even says, they could, they could bring down a presidential candidate if he's ever uh, seen taking foreign cash, accepting foreign cash in a video that is clearly... Uh, not true, but obviously not clearly not true because people can't discern it. Uh, it's just a really dangerous form of technology. Yeah, and they say even if, say, uh, footage is proved to be fake, the damage is already done. Because, and we see that all the time. And we were, you were talking about that earlier where a, f a false headline will be put out and then quietly corrected later. Well, everyone remembers the false headline. There are so many false narratives that, that fuel entire movements out there, right? The hands that don't shoot, that never happened. Right. But people... people quote it like it's you know uh fact and it's not so you can see a lot of things like this happening uh they can move the mouth they can make you say things you haven't said so it's something to <laughs> you really have to pay attention to these things in some corners of the internet people are using open source software in other words it's free frame ready to use to swap celebrities faces into pornographic videos a phenomenon called deep fakes so they could take anybody's face, put it on a pornographic video, and spread it around the internet and say, look what this person did, and it's not true. 
that and that is something that can just totally ruin someone's reputation and ruin their life and maybe their relationships with family and friends uh, it doesn't get much worse than that um and the few funny ways or entertaining ways to use this technology don't make up for all the evil ways in which it could be used my brother was showing me a video last night of conan o'brien in a like a ballet dance class and they photoshopped his head on someone else's body to make him look like he was a really skilled dancer yeah and that was it was a pretty pretty well done photoshop job uh and it was funny but is that worth other people having their entire lives ruined because someone wants to be dishonest with that form of technology yeah they say it's hard to imagine or sorry it's not hard to imagine a world in which social media is awash with doctored videos targeting ordinary people to exact revenge, extort money, or to simply troll them or to mock them. You can imagine that, right? If somebody got your image, made an uh, inappropriate video, and said, you give me so much money or I'm going to release this, and you know, then you'll have to prove that it didn't happen. I mean, that's, that's the world we're living in. It's pretty dangerous. They say also the danger there is not just believing hoaxes but also dismissing what's real so if we get into a climate where you think everything's a hoax how do you know when the real image comes out that's important or the real story see that's the thing truth is being so diluted that it's hard to tell what's real and fake true and not true these days and our society's already been conditioned for technology like this people are already being told they can believe whatever they want uh, you can have your own personal individual truth and these types of videos that are fakes uh, will only reinforce what people already believe to be their personal individual truth, and so now, uh, of course, it's it's great it's great time it's perfect timing for videos like this to come out that will just reinforce what people already believe. I saw one today, not done nearly as well as this, but it was an actual video of President Trump signing one of those bills and then opening it up and showing people, right. and somebody put text in there that said, "Hey, you know." <laughs> Vladi Putin, this isn't going as well as you promised or something. <laughs> and I, I knew it was fake, but it took me a second. I'm like, what? Oh, that's a fake video. But those those are already out there. I've seen a lot of those. People have used that same image to write all kinds of text in there. And it, it is funny if you can tell that it's fake, uh, which hopefully everyone can. Uh, probably everyone can't. And it's getting more and more realistic all the time. I think particularly unnerving is the fact that they can take somebody's face and move the mouth around and make them say whatever they want to. That's incredible that they can even do that. So on the one hand, you have to acknowledge that that's amazing technology. That's a, it's a marvel that anyone could actually do something like that, but it could really just be destructive. Absolutely. So something to pay attention to and uh, just have to really make sure that the sources you're looking at in the news and so forth are... You know, you can verify it. Make sure you stop and check out thetrumpet.com today. Uh, top story is the most important meal of your day. And uh, it says some dietitians claim breakfast is the most important meal of your day. Others say the midday meal. But look beyond mere nutritional or metabolic benefits. Let's make the case for dinner, especially the family dinner. Uh, not a lot of families probably doing that these days. The old, the old timey family dinner. Sit down and have a chit chat about your day. Right, and Mr. Ehrlicher gives a lot of benefits for something like this. He says that uh, family dinners are healthier than what you would otherwise eat, and it doesn't even matter what kind of food it is because it's hard to imagine people getting around a table and getting out McDonald's, for example. Usually, the implication is that if you get together for a family dinner, someone's cooking it, and it's going to be healthier than what you get at a fast food restaurant. So just the activity of having a family dinner 
is automatically improving what people are eating too in almost every case yeah it's interesting you know of course they had this um terrible shooting last week in florida and more is coming out about that that uh, young fellow that did it and uh, he was living with uh, I, don't know, I guess they were friends of his adopted parents i can't remember the exact connections it, anyway it was he had adopted parents they had died and he was with this other couple and of course they're horrified by what happened they said they had no idea that this guy was like this and uh i don't know what they did in their lives or didn't do but you know i do have to think well what if you sat down and you had dinner every night would you start to kind of figure out what's going on with somebody? Exactly, because how did everyone else know how uh, basically deranged or dangerous this person is? And the people living in the house with him didn't know. Obviously, Nicholas Cruz was around all these other people more than he was around his own adoptive parents. You can have, I mean, you know, teenagers can have sort of secret lives where they're, and they're not going to come out and, you know, confess every thought, obviously, but... Um, but if you spend more time with somebody, typically things come out. I mean, the Bible does say from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> Eventually you're going to say something. I would think that a parent or whoever could say, oh, huh, that's interesting. Let's, let's investigate that topic a little bit more. So, you know, in most cases, situations aren't that bad or that extreme, but I do think it highlights the fact that, uh, you need to be communicating with your family members or else you can kind of be strangers in the same facility exactly and mr hilliker also points out uh not directly his words but you don't have to be extremely respectful and careful of your kids right to privacy you know for example they shouldn't be allowed to just lock you out of their rooms whenever they feel like uh they shouldn't have you know entire days where you have no idea what they're up to because well, they're they're free and independent people, and so you can just let them do whatever they want. It, those those are things that a lot of parents have been taught uh, recently, and it's just a societal trend again, where parents can be their children's best friends instead of being an authority figure that actually takes charge of how their children develop. Yeah, and oftentimes they're not best friends because they'll tell their best friends things they won't tell them. And right. I mean, even the fact that the the school shooter, I mean, he was on social media saying he was going to do it. Um, you know, they obviously didn't know what he was up to. So anyway, there's a real strong case in a lot of uh, just society in general to having a family dinner and uh, maybe figuring out what's going on in the world. And even even good table manners like he brought out, too. That's that's often overlooked. But <laughs> if you go out in public and you look around, uh you don't want to stare, but it's hard to avoid noticing the way that people just scarf down their meals. Yeah, that's true. Also, the Trumpet Daily Radio Show today with your host, Stephen Fleury. A couple of topics, a few topics. It talks about the latest on Russia dividing the U.S. We sit here and bicker about the Russia probe. And as President Trump said, uh, they're laughing over there, I'm sure. And I think that's probably true. They don't care who, who's up or down in the polls. They're just wanting to divide the U.S. And also, a really interesting story, there's a journalist that wrote a piece comparing President Trump to uh, Jeroboam. wonder where he got that from. That's been written about on the trumpet uh, for, oh, about a year and a half or so. So somebody else has uh, picked up on that a uh, little bit anyway. Yeah, and that's a pretty accurate description just with the way that Mr. Trump has hit it off with the religious leaders of this nation. And he has developed a loyal base of followers who have a religion that is contrary to what the Bible actually teaches. That's that's the truth of the matter. But it is a religion that does still unify and uh, give a lot of passion and 
purpose to a lot of people. Yeah, so really interesting. And then he also talks a little bit about the Florida school shooting there, a uh, few few odds and ends. Of course, they, you know, there's a talk about the gun control in that debate. And he talked about this one student. I think he plays a clip, actually, where they're uh, giving the, the president advice, a teenager. And uh, this headline relates to that. It's from the Washington Post. It says, advice from a survivor of the Florida school shooting. It's time to start ignoring Trump. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's a teenager, and I understand they've been through a traumatic event. I get that. Uh, but they, they, they think that it's appropriate to ignore the, the rules and the laws and the leadership of the land. Where does that, where does that, um, and of course the media loved it. They're like, oh yes, of course, listen to the wisdom. Um, but where does that end? Uh, if you're not going to follow the top leader in the land, who are you going to follow? Uh, do, can we ignore stop signs? Can I ignore the speed limit? Can I ignore tax laws? <laughs> can I ignore, uh, you know, at some point when you start ignoring law, you are the school shooter because yeah. he ignored laws too. Right. So it's a dangerous, dangerous road to go down. I read just over the weekend that there's no such thing as a law-abiding homicidal maniac. Uh, not a single one of them will ever obey existing gun laws if they have it in their minds to go obtain a gun somehow on the black market or skirting around the rules somehow and shooting up a school. If that's what they want to do, they'll be able to do it. Uh, and there's no reason to take away the guns from all the people who decidedly won't do something like that. You know, it's interesting, too, just the, the, this whole idea of, oh, ignore the president. Well, and I think it's pointed out on the Trump Daily, too. All the voices saying, oh, just ignore the authority. They're saying something else. But you better listen to me, though. <laughs> right? Ign- ignore the bigot, but you better listen to me and what I say. Well, what's it going to be here? <laughs> See, there's going to be a leader. It's just who's it going to be? And there's a shocking amount of intolerance from the people who are telling everyone to disobey leaders and to just push aside all law i mean they're parading around these teenagers who haven't even had time to process what just happened or to think rationally and without emotions involved about solutions and they're they're putting them up there as the pinnacle of human wisdom and that's not even fair to those young people to expose their ignorance in that way yeah i don't i don't blame a a teenager for that they don't know and they're they're being spood fed by the media they know what they're supposed to say and they're supposed to go along with the the current uh, uh, rhetoric, and if, and if they if they didn't, they wouldn't be on there. You wouldn't have heard that story. <laughs> yeah, for all I know, they did interview somebody, and they said, "No, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. They're not going to put them on." So I don't blame the teenager in that that uh, situation, but I do blame the adults. Right, and the one teenager I heard saying that uh, more guns in the schools would have prevented it. He was on Infowars, which is yeah, all, always discredited always discredited by the mainstream media as being just a fanatical website but at least they interviewed someone who had a good idea and wasn't just having an emotional response to the situation it's really interesting all these topics you have two voices right you have the the, the conservative and the liberal i guess and they're all arguing that happened recently too and i want we want to highlight one story in relation to uh our topic today on telling the truth just telling the truth this is from sportsillustrated.com. Full disclosure, Grant's not a fan of uh, Kevin Durant because <laughs> he left Oklahoma City Thunder. LeBron you saying you are a fan? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of either either one of these guys. But it says, LeBron James, I just want to put the blame on you. 
Uh, LeBron James responds to Laura Ingram's shut up and dribble comment. Uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant both responded to comments by Fox News' Laura Ingram that were critical of the two for what they said about Donald President Trump. In a video with ESPN's Kerry Champion for the uninterrupted. What is the uninterrupted? That's like a social site for ESPN or something? Yes, it is. And it's uh, far left. It's um, it's it's trying. It's part of like, I think, what's, what do they call that? Um, it's part of the like the blog portion of ESPN okay. that is uh, basically uh, catering to black culture. Sure. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, so they had this video on there and it said after James and Trump, uh, sorry, after James said Trump, quote, really don't give a, you can imagine what he said about the people. He doesn't care about the people. I'll put it in that, that term. Ingram uh, said James and Durant should quote, shut up and dribble instead of discussing politics. That's pretty crass. Come back as well course that what do you expect if they're going to get angry on both sides uh when asked about the comments saturday night during the all-star media availability james said he laughed at first when he initially heard of the comments and that ingram's reaction proves what he has been saying about societal issues is correct he added <laughs> that he means he means too much to society and the youth to not use his platform in ways like this and then durant had some comments as well so they shot back at the laura ingram's comments well, and they immediately played the race card. It's always about race. And the, th- the funny thing is, uh, Laura Ingram, on a later edition of her show, a day or two later, pointed out how, like, 15 years ago, she wrote a book called Shut Up and Sing. And she was specifically pointing out white liberal singers who decide that their political views are extremely important. And she's used a variation of that term throughout the last couple of decades uh, so obviously, if anyone looks into it for two or three minutes, they'll see it's not racial. But that's the fallback every time to sh- to shut up all debate and let people who don't know what they're talking about use this platform to change millions of minds of impressionable young people who are automatically just going to believe whatever their idols tell them. Yeah, they do have a responsibility because people do listen to them. Uh, Kevin Durant said it didn't hit me in reference to these uh, comments. He said, ignorance is something I try to ignore, uh, which is kind of funny because if you ignore something, that would make you ignorant, wouldn't it? <laughs> but anyway, we won't get into the we won't get into that. Ignorance, ignore, same root. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Uh, he said, that was definitely an ignorant comment. I do play basketball, but I am a civilian, and I am a citizen of the United States, so my voice is just as loud as hers, I think, or even louder. Well, that's fine and, and true. I mean, he does have a lot of people that may pay attention to him, but... Uh, that's that's the uh, concern, I think, for for uh, this issue is, okay, well, what's the truth of it all? You've got one person on one side, you've got people on the other side going back and forth, and they're, they're both talking, they both have opinions. I think one might be a little closer to reality than the other, but still, <laughs> they have their opinions. Well, what is the truth of it all? Well, that's the key issue. We have to tell the truth and not lie, and there's too many lies going around today. Right, and the interview uh, where Durant and James made those comments uh, it was talking about as well how, you know, who cares if they both make $100 million a year? They still both understand the plight of black people in our society and how hard it is to be black. So they have this total victim mentality. They're telling people that no matter how hard you work, there are people against you. And unless you have a God-given talent like myself, there's almost pretty much no way out of the situation that you're in. That's not a hope-filled, admirable message for anyone to be uh, spouting out there. No, it really isn't. I mean, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas came out, I think it was last week, and he had some pretty good comments just about 
victimhood and said, you know, he learned to just play the hand he was dealt and make the best of it. And he obviously <laughs> did a lot with his life, too. So there's people on both sides of that. But but it gets into our, our main point today of uh, uh, telling the truth. And this uh, it's a command of God, and it's looked at. It's in Chapter 9 of this booklet you can find at thetrumpet.com on the Ten Commandments. And it's the title is You Shall Not Bear False Witness. So, you know, I wouldn't debate the fact that these athletes or celebrities, whoever, do have a large platform, and so do the talk show hosts. But who's telling the truth? Because it, it, having an audience doesn't mean much if you're not going to tell them the truth. What is the truth about lying, And this booklet says? Is there good and bad lying? Do little white lies help or hurt people? Can stretching the truth and distorting the facts cause considerable damage to individuals and whole nations? The plain truth is revealing. I mean, notice that. Stretching the truth, distorting the facts, that cause damage to people. When we look at the way the media and, then, of course, the celebrities are involved, talk about the president. Is it true what they're saying? Or is it, at the very least, stretching things, distorting it? It is. And it's hurting. They're, they're hurting themselves. They're hurting our own nation when they do those things. Right. And both of them, without even knowing it, have far left, like, anarchist, communist points of view uh, that they say are the best direction forward for the country. The very definition of communism is to divide and conquer the people that uh, that basically communism takes control of. So they don't even know what they're talking about. And Laura Ingram did absolutely brutalize them in her comments, but uh, she was the one who was correct. And she met their inarticulate disrespect with similar disrespect, and yet only everyone's only outraged at what she said, and they're calling her a racist. She said, shut up and dribble. They cursed about the president. They've repeatedly called him names. They talk about him every week, even though that's not their job, and no one's paying them to talk about it like they're paying Laura Ingram to talk about it. So there's a, there's a lot more to it here than just, oh, well, this is a really mean lady for saying these things. Yeah, the, the, um, the tongue, it says has incredible power and the, the more people would listen to an individual the more power they have and what they say you know if it's uh um well the points brought in this booklet's great point god gave mankind the ninth commandment about not lying not bearing false witness to show us that all men women and children must control their tongues and that commandment is related to preserving loving relationships among mankind that's God's goal is that people would show love one towards another. So with these comments you see every day, whether it's this particular story or other ones, do we see people loving each other, respecting each other, or do we see tearing down? All we see is tearing down. And in most cases, it's through flat-out lies, things that are not true. Exactly. I mean, there was an example in that interview, too, where the ESPN commentator actually said, you know, I don't want to be numbed by president trump's racist comments and they move on without a single example of how that is a true statement uh, they just say it as if it's a total fact how would anyone like it if for no reason they were called racist and if maybe the only reasons given were a few comments taken out of context and rabidly distorted by a media that hates you i mean that's what's happened to president trump he's pretty clearly not a racist individual because he's actually appointed uh, more blacks into his cabinet than any president in, in U.S. history. Again, the fruits contradict what these people say, and yet they just throw it out there like it's true and that anyone who disagrees with them is also a racist. Yeah, I think that's 
that's a really good point. It just in thinking about any of these uh, protesting type comments is uh, you don't hear any solutions given. Okay, well, if there is a problem, which I don't think it's as big as they're making it out to be, but what what is the solution? How how would you productively solve it? Um, vote for the left, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're saying. Right. So, yeah. I, is is that the solution? I mean, I, you know, I I don't. I, it's not obviously, but um, that's it's just divisive talk. I mean, these athletes, these celebrities, talk show hosts too. They do have a voice, and people do listen to them if they're popular, but don't they have a responsibility to speak the truth? Well, do you know what's also crazy is that if they did apply her advice, it probably would be a whole lot more unifying because if you're not repeatedly ripping the scab off the wound, people start to actually sit back, relax, and enjoy the game a little bit more without having to constantly brace themselves for some sideline reporter coming in with Kevin Durant's comments on Colin Kaepernick or LeBron James's comments on Laura Ingram or whatever else it is, uh, people can actually relax without constantly being beaten over the head by a political point of view that half the country disagrees with. Yeah, and I think the, when considering speaking the truth, there is a truth. There is not a person's version of the truth. We've heard about that lately. You know, you find your own truth. There, that's not, that is a lie. There is a truth. There's one truth. And of course it's God's word. This booklet points out that the human tongue is a tiny organ. We all know that we have tongues, I guess, <laughs> small, yet it wields incredible power. And he talks about how the, the apostle James, uh, um, in James three and four and five, they're talking, compares it to the, the rudder of a ship, you know, the massive vessel, the small rudder guides it and directs it. The things that people say, uh, they affect people. And these athletes, the things that they say do affect people. I think they have, I know they have a responsibility to speak the truth or maybe just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't lie to people. And, and there's a lot of lying going on. Right. And a lot of that just comes down to knowing what you're talking about and researching it thoroughly, um, understanding in the case of these these two men, why not just really dig into every resource you can find about these issues and and make sure that before you get flustered about them, you actually know what's, what's happening because they seem like they genuinely believe what they're saying. And so they might not even know that they're lying to a lot of people, but a lie is still a lie. And there's a responsibility there. Anytime any of us say something, we have to know what we're talking about and it's better to just not say anything at all than to mislead people, even if it's unintentional. Yeah, and the idea that, um, as was brought out in that other story about that high school kid, and then these other ones, they say they're just going to, they're going to start ignoring things. Um, it, it reminds me of a little kid, and they don't want to hear something, and they just cover their ears and make a lot of noises. Uh, shouldn't we be interested in finding the truth of the matter? Speaking of little kids, it says uh, in this booklet on the Ten Commandments that men and women lie because uh, they are more concerned with self than uh, anything else. And it says, you know, if you want to know why people lie, study little children. Generally, little children lie to avoid punishment or to appear better than their peers. To appear to know, I, I know I know everything, the other side doesn't know anything, right? With adults, it's, it's not any different. It says, the root cause of this horrible sin is vanity. It talks about Ecclesiastes 1 and 2 where that's uh, discussed. Vanity of vanity is all vanity. But it says, many fear, and this is a great point here, uh, Many fear to speak the truth because they are obsessed with what others will think about them. Yet few people are concerned by what Almighty God thinks. So when you see a lot of the people saying the same sort of thing, whether it's the media or the athletes, aren't they doing it because they're concerned about what their peer group thinks? 
not because it's the truth. <laughs> and I, I think we all know that that is the case. Imagine the backlash if a single NBA player came out as, well, mainly black NBA players because there have been a few white ones who have said things uh, recently, or only one I can think of, and he hasn't gotten much backlash. But if uh, one of the black players spoke against the party line, against the racial line, what would people say about him? So who knows if people actually might not agree with it in that group of people. But for sure, no one is speaking out against uh, the common voice there. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the spirit of some of these stories that have come out over the weekend, whether it's the the gun issue or whether it's just the, the back and forth with the president, athletes and stuff, the message that's being given is ignore what the other side says and just believe me. That's not a good way to come to the truth. You know, God God doesn't say that. He does say, come and reason with me. You know, okay, you reason with me. You look at my word and then you prove it. That's what God says to all humanity. Here's the word. Here's what I say. You prove it and see if it works. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, you know, plug your ears and, you know, obviously if things are evil, we should avoid them and so forth, of course. But uh, you can't come to the truth on a matter or we can't even come become unified as a people if both sides just want to plug their ears and yell at the other side. <laughs> and But that, that's what's happening more and more. And it's hard, to, it's hard for the people uh, to unify right now because there are literally no, there's no common ground between the two sides. We can't agree anymore that families are the most important building blocks of society. We can't agree that the national anthem and the flag of the country should be respected. We can't agree that people should uh, work hard and earn what they get regardless of race, class, or gender. I mean, all these different things where it's just like this hurricane of lies that's just hovering over our heads about to just destroy everything. And and we're just letting it happen because so many people believe whatever they feel and they don't want to look at the truth. They don't want to have their their perspective changed, even though they're just walking ahead in total blind ignorance. Yeah, it's a great word picture. Of like this storm of lies that that is every single day and i think if people are rooted in uh god's word you do have to every single day almost like go through the list like this is true this is not true this is true this is not true because the lies just keep coming i mean i'm to the point now where when i'm watching if i do watch the olympics a little bit and the commercials come on i mean i haven't been that frantic in a while to get to the remote because I have seen, I know what the commercial mm-hmm. is. It comes on again. I don't want to hear their lie anymore. Right. And I don't want it in my house. Because they're going to tell tell me and my kids a bunch of lies. And, I, you know, it's terrible. There's no truth in it. And it's lies. And so, you know, all you can do is take a stand by blocking out that, that nonsense. And I'm not talking about just, you know, wildly ignoring everything that's out there like these other ones are. But, I mean, when you know it's wrong and you know it's a lie based upon God's word, then keep it out. And we were talking off the air last week about the example of Lot and how he was vexed because he lived in Sodom. And everywhere he turned, everywhere he looked, everything he saw was just an abomination in God's sight. And for Lot, someone who was trying to live the right way, it was it was just pushed in his face all the time. These wrong messages, these evil lies and just perverted things that he was seeing and it's it's almost the same way now where you can't sit back you can't enjoy one game anymore without constantly being hit with these far left political messages Uh, you can't you can't even flip on the news without hearing a bitter argument that doesn't solve any problems whatsoever Uh, everywhere you look every commercial every magazine every website at the top of all of it is just this 
staggering amount of division that's in the country you can't get you can't get away from it even if you try and what happens is because the lies are so extreme and so continual the next time a politician comes along and he wants to be more in the quote-unquote middle he has to accept a certain amount of the lies right so it the whole thing just keeps shifting it means what does it mean to be you know radically on one side or the other it means uh, the extreme keeps getting pushed and so the quote-unquote middle ground is pretty extreme as well right i mean how how far left would republicans today seem to the founding fathers i mean the fact that we're even considering uh, amnesty for all the illegals who have come here do you think the founding fathers would say yeah well in the case of these people they can certainly break the law and be here and stay here and and rub it in everyone's face by protesting about it at the same time or would they say no the law is the law and we're going to obey that or else the whole country collapses so we've already seen a gigantic shift to where politics are all already far left regardless of republicans democrats conservatives or liberals conservatives have capitulated on the issue of homosexual marriage or transgender bathrooms they're about to, probably about to give in on as well even even a lot of them have said that marijuana is fine and should be legalized for at least taxation purposes uh, the shift is leftist and leftist and leftist and even that story that we talked about with putting people's heads on other people's bodies how can a society like that last very much longer when there's no truth anywhere and the lies are just they're not just lies about nothing they're about the most important issues in the country and they're getting people so angry that they turn violent and civil war is the result yeah that's where it's heading revelation 12 9 remember that take a look at it if you want to satan deceives the whole world and so you have to find the truth of the matter. And uh, it's a great, great chapter to go through. Uh, you Shall Not Bear False Witness. It's in the Ten Commandments booklet. It's a great booklet to look at. But that chapter in particular, considering uh, some of the topics today. That's all the time we have for this edition of Trumpet Radio Live. Thanks for uh, joining us on this Monday. Make sure you listen for the Trumpet Daily Radio Show on Key of David coming up. For Grant Turgeon and myself, Dwight Falk. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Trumpet Radio, 101.3 KPCG.